0: Good morning, church. I know you probably see my shirt. You're like, oh, no, he's a Cowboys fan. That's right. So you better pray for me, right? Nah. I'm repping even though we lost the other day. You know, hopefully it's a sign of good things to come and not more heartache. Um, but I'm excited for today. I'm excited for today's message. I pray things are going well in your life. But always let us know how things are going. We would love to assist you and help you however we can. Uh, Definitely pray for you, be there with you. Uh, But I'm excited for today's message. It's called Triggered, okay, Triggered. We all have things, uh, man, that set us off, right, that rubs us the wrong way, that crosses the line, and we live in a world that is filled with habitual line steppers, people that are always testing our faith. The good news is that Jesus wants to help us win the fight with others, but also the fight within us, and so today we're going to be reading in Romans chapter twelve. And before we we dive into it, before God, uh, man, lay some bombshells on us. We need to go to God, right? We need to pray with Him, and just make sure that we are ready to receive what He wants to give us. And so, Father, we just thank you for today. Uh, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the joys that you fill us with, Lord. And I pray that, uh, man. We never overlook it, Lord, and that we're able to see your goodness, even in difficult moments, even in hard situations, even with difficult people, um, that it doesn't take away the joy that you provide for us. And so uh, we just thank you for the gift of today. And we just ask, man, that uh, we would hear you with great clarity, that we'd be sensitive to your voice, uh, that we would be able to to leave here today filled with your joy but also filled with your wisdom that we could apply to our life. And so uh, speak to us today and just have your way. We lay it all down at your feet, Lord, and we just thank you. And pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 12, we're going to be reading verses 14 through 21. Uh, let's jump in. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Hmm. Some wise words from the Apostle Paul there. and When you're in a fight, when you're triggered, when you have those moments, don't we want somebody in our corner? Somebody that's speaking life in our situations, that's cheering us on? And and I know probably from what we just read, that's probably not what you expected to hear, right? When you're thinking about defending yourself or even going on the offense. It's not what we envision. But there's so much that we can gain Hi, right. learning from Paul and learning from what God wants for us, and applying this to our life. And it starts with this truth right here: treat others as God treats you. Treat others as God treats you. That's a hard thing to do when people are messing with us. But verse fourteen it says, "Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them." <laughs> Bless them. That's not what we want to do. We always do the second thing first, right? We curse them first, and then we want payback. Then we want them to feel how we feel. That's the last thing we want to do is be praying and ask God's hand to, to go in and give them more or something, right? We don't want that. We want them to feel how we feel, at least on the, on the same level that we do. I get it, man. We all do. Um, so don't be ashamed or embarrassed of having those feelings, of having those thoughts, Uh, God understands it and God knows what triggers us, what sets us off, uh, even before they happen or or come our way. And no matter how we try to deny it or bury those feelings, it doesn't erase that they're present, that they're within us, um, that they're real. In fact, God knows it so well because we've all had moments where we were, and sometimes we still are, those habitual limesteppers with Him. That we're that person with Him. Because throughout our life, there's never a time uh, that despite it, that God still doesn't love us and do what needs to be done. What is just. And despite His consistency, what do we do? We still have moments where we're rude. We're impatient with Him. uh, We're disrespectful. We're disobedient. I mean, the list goes on on the ways that we always uh, let God down at times. and the crazy thing is, through it all, what does he do? He still blesses us with grace, with mercy, with love. So it sounds crazy when, when Paul's talking about us to be blessing those who persecute us, right? But really, God's saying, look, all I'm asking you to do is something that I've already done with you. I'm just asking you to do what I'm doing. Mm. That's something I never thought of, but and it's something to think about, right? The next verse, 15, he says, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. So we see he isn't asking us to ignore how we feel or deny it and even be considerate of how other people are maybe going through something or in that situation. Um, He wants us to take those emotions and those to uh, see it as a resource that we can embrace and then to channel it with him. So we can make sure that we match what it needs. But also, man, that it can be used in a healthy way. Because he knows when we leave it to ourselves, it's going to go to our default setting of how we handle and we process and we deal with situations. And a lot of times we we do it in the wrong way. And I know this firsthand because uh, for a lot of my life, I was a cold-hearted person. Uh, I really didn't care about other people's feelings. I only cared about myself. Very selfish. And so for me, uh, man, I would take all these emotions that I had and I would pour them back out in negative ways that led to a more destructive past that I could have avoided. And it really made everything more difficult. And God is saying, look, man, I understand you have those feelings, but when you bring them to me, when you allow me to help you with that, to help you process it, man... You're going to watch me use it in a way that you couldn't imagine. It's going to be for your benefit and also for the benefit of others. And so we have to identify not only how we feel, but also how we are using those emotions and challenging them. So we need to take them to God so he can help us process them and then they can become healthier. And in doing so, what does he do? He teaches us how to treat others the way that he treats us. So how do we do that? How do we treat others the way that God treats us? Man, it starts by understanding the way that God is with you, despite you, right? The way that He treats us. That's where we need to start right here. Because we know how jacked up we are and how messed up we could be towards Him. And He's still the same with us. And So it has to start there. And then after we've acknowledged that, and we start to acknowledge those feelings that have been bubbling within us, um, then we can start to take them to God. um, So we can embrace them with Him. And then he could repurpose them, uh, producing a healthier alternative um, than our default setting. So that's the first thing, right? We got to treat others the way that God has treated us. Second thing we see is strive for peace. Man, we need to strive for peace. Verse 16, he says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. (laughs) Oh, man. Live in harmony. I think that's what we all want, right? If we're being honest with each other, we want a life that is peaceful. Uh, we want harmony within our, our relationships with others and and our life. And that's hard to do when somebody's constantly disturbing your peace and coming against you. It can be frustrating. Uh, but Paul is saying, look, I get that those things are going to happen. But you still have the choice of being active and being intentional and trying to be peaceful with everyone. And when you do so, when you're able to apply this, when you're able to live this out, man, you're going to gain more than what you expected, um, not only from unlikely sources, but in the unlikely ways. Um, So don't disregard people. Don't disregard others, um, even though they might not be somebody that you would usually confide in or go to. Um, Because a lot of times we have this set mindset of, man, I need this person or I need these people um, to get this thing done right, to accomplish this, and he's saying, "Man, well, you you might do that, and it might help you, um, you know, majority of the time that you've done that, but you don't realize the blessing that's right in front of you that you keep missing out uh, because you're doing what you believe is most valuable when God has something that was even richer right there the whole time. So one way to be intentional is surrounding yourself. ...with people who keep you humble. Man, that, that's one way to be intentional uh, that allows you to be peaceful with everyone. It's being humbled, okay? And it's good if you can have people in your corner that are going to speak things that need to be spoken. Uh, They're not just going to tell you what you need to hear. We all need people that are going to be truthful with us and keep us humble. Um, but something that's just as impactful is when you place yourself in a situation... Where you're having a conversation with somebody and you realize that, man, their situation is far worse than your own. And in comparison, it's almost like yours is a tantrum compared to what they're going through. That will humble you in a heartbeat. It's like getting cut off in traffic and then you notice somebody else is walking down the street. So you're tripping about the person that cut you off, but then you realize like, man... Why am I even making this a big deal? Like, I'm lucky I have a vehicle. There's a person that's having a walk to their destination, and I'm over here tripping about something else. Like, there's already somebody who has it worse than you. And when you're able to acknowledge that, man, it helps you become humble and be humble. Because humility is big. Humility helps change our perspective that leads to us changing our actions. And whenever we have that humility, it allows us to be peaceful with everyone. So to live in harmony, it has to be a choice that is followed with actions to match our decisions. And Jesus will lead us there if we'll get out of the way and quit acting like we know it all and that we got it all figured out. Because we don't, right? That's why we're, we're here. That's why we go to him. Verse 17 and 18, it says, Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable and do all that you can to live in in peace with everyone Mm, that's hard to do because the first thing we do when somebody hurts us man we want to hurt them we want to return the favor and a, a great lie that the enemy and even this world has has spoken to us is that when we do that when we pay them back it's like canceling out what happened but the truth is man what's done is done it can't be taken back it can't be changed just uh, that hill, that that scar that we have isn't going away. It's gonna be there, and the only thing that paying back evil with evil really does is it brings us to their level, and it really pulls sor- pull, pulls, pours salt into our wounds that we already have. It doesn't heal it. It doesn't take it away. It just adds to what we're already dealing with. And it adds to the heartache of God having somebody uh, that did that, but also now us of letting him down and doing what we shouldn't as well. So he doesn't get any honor in that, in us returning the favor. All he does is he gets misrepresented and betrayed and gets, uh, man, heartbroken by our actions. So you might think, well, What if I do all I can and that person still rejects it? I'm trying to be peaceful with this person, but they don't want no peace. They're still being ugly towards me. Oh, man. I get that because that's going to happen at times, too. It's not always going to work out that everything's all gravy because we know that it's not. People can be difficult. And I want you to know that when that happens, uh, God's not going to look at you like you failed. He's going to look at you. And he's going to be proud of you. And he's going to say, man, thank you. You've done what you were supposed to. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And I know when we've done that, right? When you've done all that you could and you've done it in a way that God wanted you to. And that person has rejected it. You could feel like you failed or it could even seem and appear like it failed. Uh, But that's not true, okay? Sometimes people are just not going to receive it. Sometimes they're just going to reject it. And we have to uh, understand that that's okay. That's their choice. That's their decision. And we have to learn um, that when it's done, it's done. Okay, we've done all that we could. We've done it in a way that honors Him. And since we did our part, it's not our job to make them receive it and and accept it. It's, It's up to them. And so for us, when we have those moments... It's time to to be okay with the situation and to move on um, because you're done with it. So to strive for peace, we have to act in peace in every situation. And people we surround ourselves with can help us because it's going to cause us uh, to be humble. And when we have humility, it provides perspective um, to what we're doing because payback never pays off it only increases the challenges that we already face and when we strive for peace with everyone um no matter uh what comes from it we can have peace and we won't have a man we won't have to worry about letting god down we could always know that he's going to be pleased with us in what we've done third thing that we see from all of this is we got to let god conquer what we can't let god conquer what we can't Verse 19, it says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. So it's not a question of, okay, God, when can I pay them back? Okay, is, is now the right time for me to you know, return the favor? Nah, man. We already seen it black and white. We should never take revenge. It's not an option, okay? So we shouldn't do it. And that's hard for us to process because I know we could feel entitled that we need to be the ones um, that search justice and make things right. And when we don't do that, uh, we can have that impression like, well, I guess God thinks it's OK that this happened or now it, it's like me not acting on it. So it's like me approving of it. Man, don't allow the enemy and his cleverness to hook you with that bait and to get you with that lie. Because God knows what is taking place. And His wrath, what needs to be done, His righteous anger, man, it's going to exceed anything that we could even do to begin with. He didn't say that He approved of it. What did He say? Man, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. So that doesn't mean that us not doing something is God approving it or He's letting it slide. Nah, man. We have to understand He's a just God. And justice will get served whether we see it or not. The payment will come due. And he's really saving us from ourselves. um, So we don't get served too. um, Because we can get handled and get mixed up in the mess as well. Verse 20 it says. Instead if your enemies are hungry feed them. If they're thirsty give them something to drink. In doing this you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Mm. And this goes back to the first verse right. When it was talking about blessing those who persecute you come against you it's not an option it's not a request that's a command for us to live and why well man thankfully because it like i said it's saving us from ourselves it's keeping our hands clean from getting dirty it allows us to release what's taking place uh, uh, to hand out forgiveness and then man act on that decision of being peaceful And being better from it. And I know doing it can feel like we're giving them something that they don't deserve. And the truth is, they don't deserve that. Okay? But what we don't see is the effect that in doing it has within them. We only see what our eyes show us, right? And sometimes uh, we go off of that and we think, okay, so this is what my mind and my eyes are showing me. So this has to be what's happening. And we don't see what's happening behind closed doors and within and so even though we may feel like, man, it feels like I'm getting wrong twice by blessing them, even though I didn't do anything wrong to them, the real truth is we're actually getting blessed twice through this because he's, God is saving us from trouble um, that we don't need to be in, but he's also allowing us to start the healing process that we need to take place so we don't allow bitterness to take us over, Okay. Because what does the next verse say? 21 it says, "Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good." You see, evil is an illness that when it's left untreated, it can worsen and overtake your life. And on the surface, it could appear insignificant. it could appear like it's not that harm that harmful to you. man, but all it takes is the smallest opportunity to go unnoticed, for it to grow, and it could become your biggest downfall. I love the quote that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. Uh, he said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. He said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I've had my share of being triggered at times that led me to making my life way harder and worse than what it should have. And it always ended uh, with, uh, with never being worth the risk or worth the payback. It never erased what happened. It never made anything more easier. It just allowed me to get conquered by everything that I was trying to avoid. And that's what happens uh, when we play into those emotions. When we try to get revenge. We try to fight back. We try to do all these things in the wrong way. Man, Eva is going to end up conquering us without even realizing it. Um, So, I say all that because... The the, the key is, we can't win fights that aren't fair. We can't win fights on our own that aren't fair. But with God, we can't lose a fight that we're in. I'm going to say that again. On our own, we can't win fights that aren't fair. But with God, we can't lose a fight that we're in. We have to let God conquer what we can't. And just because we aren't the ones handling out the punishment, it doesn't mean that it'll never take place. God will always do what is right when it's right for Him. Our job is to move out of the way, to release what's been done, and to allow God to lead us moving forward. And so my challenge for all of us is do good. Do good. What do we talk about? It starts by treating others the way that God treats you. Learning how to take our emotions to God and allowing Him to help us embrace it into healthy ways. And one way that we challenge that, that we do this, is by striving for peace. Intentionally spending time with others. um, What does it do? It increases our humility and it reframes our perspective. And when we reframe our perspective, then we approach situations better. And a lot of times our actions are different than we would in our emotions we would have done. And learning to let God conquer what we can't. That's the other thing we have to do to do good. Because revenge doesn't erase what happens. It only adds to our difficulty. It gives evil leverage in our life to consume us. And we don't need that. So letting God take care of the situation, it ensures that not only is justice going to get served, it's going to be worse than what we could do. uh, man. But we are going to be free from getting tangled up in the web of bitterness and destruction um, that could happen when we try to get involved. So when you get triggered, do good and watch how God do something great. Church, I love you. Uh, Let me pray for you Um, if you've been having a rough week and this message spoke to you because somebody's really been testing your nerves. It's not gone unnoticed. Man, it's not bigger than our God. And God has a huge blessing in store for you whenever you're able to handle this in a way that brings Him honor. So, Father, I just thank you, um, just like we talked about last week, that our moments of difficulty are actually opportunities of growth. And it's the same thing when we're getting triggered. When somebody's coming against us, we have the opportunity to treat them the way that you have treated us uh, when we were that person with you. And so, Father, I just pray that we would um, lean on your Holy Spirit to allow us to do that, that we would ignore uh, the emotions that we have, but instead we will take those feelings, those emotions to you, and we will seek your guidance and your help to help us channel it in a way that is going to be productive and it's going to be healthier. And So, Father, because we need you. We know that left on our own, we're going to go to our default setting, and we're naturally going to do something dumb. We're going to do something stupid, something that needs to be avoided. And So, Father, save us from ourselves and help us not do that. Help us do what honors and brings you glory. Help us let you conquer what we can't and help us strive for peace in the process. So Lord, I pray this week, somebody crosses this line, that the first thing we do is decide to do good. So Father, we love you. Be with my brothers and sisters this week. Amen. I pray that you move in mighty ways and that we all have a story to tell of how we had this message. We had this moment and God did something amazing because I responded in a way that was to do good. Father, we love you and pray this in Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all church. I pray that this helped you. I pray that this uh, cheers you on this week whenever you find yourself in this position. But more than anything, I pray that it grows your faith and your relationship with God even stronger than what it already is. We love y'all. Have a great week. See y'all later.